Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadowloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 82 of Secrets of Shadowloo. This is the last page of the book. We'll be talking about the back cover tomorrow, but this is the last page of the book, and I am ashamed to say we're not really talking about all of it. Here's the thing. If you've been listening to me complain over the past several episodes, uh, you know that I was missing these final pages. They're absent from my physical copy of the book, absent from the PDF that I've been using up to this point, so I had to go track them down individually. It took some doing, but due to the wonderful work being done in the Street Fighter fandom by Brazilian Street Fighter RPG fans, I was able to find decent quality scans of all the various maps at the back of this book. So that was great. Not the maps. The maps were awful. But Brazilian Street Fighter fans are great, and it's great that I was able to do those episodes. The first page of cutouts in Secrets of Shadowloo were actually in my PDF, so no problems there. Now here we are on the last goddamn page of this book that I have faithfully podcasted about from the front cover onward for 14 weeks now, and I could not find these motherfucking cutouts. Well, I did, but then I lost them. Here's what happened. I couldn't find them anywhere, so after much searching, I ended up scouring old uh, eBay listings for Secrets of Shadowloo, where people, I presumed, would be showing off that their copies still had the cutouts intact. And indeed, many sellers made that flex in their pitch, but their flex was empty. Their flex was hollow because they did not provide pictures of the paper fold minis. Some people did, but it was only the first page of minis, which I already had. Finally, I managed to find an old eBay listing from some other country's version of eBay, I don't remember which, where somebody had a full picture of the second page of cutouts. I had spent hours and hours on this. I was, I imagine, hungry, tired. The baby needed her diaper changed. I had not seen my wife in days, so I didn't immediately transfer this precious document to an external hard drive or cloud backup as I should have. I simply bookmarked the page. Then my hard drive crashed. Try as I might, I have not been able to find that page again, but I did find on worthpoint.com, a site that I did not know existed until a couple of days ago, it's an aggregator apparently of listings from various online resale sites. I was able to find a copy of a listing It has a picture of the second page of cutouts, except the page is kind of bent over, so I can't see the rightmost miniature in each row. That's two minis that I'm missing, and I don't 100% remember what was there from the one full image that I saw. Ultimately, the secret of Shadowloo for today, I guess, is what those final two minis are. And this is the deepest secret of all, at least from my perspective, because the rightmost couple of inches of this one page are literally the only square inches of this book that I have not thoroughly studied, annotated, and now podcasted about. They're my only blind spot in this project. Now, I think I remember what those minis were, but let's start with what I know for sure. Going from left to right, top row to bottom row, here are the minis on this inexplicably elusive page of cutout paper figures. First of all, we've got Siren. She's the double agent in the Shadowloo team, you'll remember. Or probably not, because we barely talked about her on the day when we theoretically talked about her. Uh, We've got Theon number one. Theons are, of course, Akazan's underlings from the Order of Heavenly Unity. Vega, who looked to me to be in black and white in the earlier, now lost image of this page that I found on eBay. 
and also looks black and white to me here, but the image is too small. I can't confirm. If true, this is huge. A final fuck you to Vega to depict his beautiful body alongside everyone else on the last page of this book, but make it monochrome. So he has the least attractive mini. I hope that's true. And I feel in my heart that it is, but I cannot confirm. Longtime listeners who understand me will understand how this is tearing me up inside. Next up, we have robots two, three, and four, continuing on from robot one on the previous page. Then we've got monk number two from the order of perpetual darkness. I said eternal yesterday, but I correct myself now. It is perpetual darkness. My pedantry is now batting 500 on today's episode. Next up, we have a double wide miniature of Diablo, the mutant bull of Mriganka. And then we have a folded over back cover that prevents me from seeing the final miniature in the row. Moving on to row number two now, we have a double wide miniature for the giant squid. Squinting carefully at this image, I can see that his name is just, quote, giant squid, which I would say is a bit of a slight considering that Diablo got a name and he doesn't even have a dot of intelligence like the squid does, but the squid doesn't care. He's ice cold, so why should I? Following the squid, we have three junglemen, junglemen two, three, and four. Following them, we have revenants two, three, and four. Next up, Theon number two, and then once again, folded over page. Don't know what that last miniature is. Overall, not very much exciting on this page. Mostly fleshing out the mooks, right? More robots, more junglemen, more revenants. I do love these double wide minis of Diablo and the giant squid. You need Siren for completeness. If Vega is black and white, that's just the best, but I cannot confirm. But yeah, not, not too much to talk about here. What I believe is that on each row, the final mini is a frog man. That's what I seem to remember. And it also checks out. We have a total of four of all the other mook types. We had frogmen one and two on the previous page. So it seems like what I'm missing here is a pair of frogmen. If that is the case, then there's a big tactical secret about Shadowloo and specifically about Mergonka on this page, which is that swimming must be bar none the worst way to get into Mergonka. Now that's not what the book says. The book says on page 47, quote, swimming, oddly enough, is fairly safe, but quite strenuous. It requires three successes on a stamina plus athletics roll to make it to the island. Anyone failing the roll must deal with the menaces described below in vigilance under the water. Then it goes on to the vigilance under the water section, which is where we get the frogmen. It's where we get the special rules about how you take penalties to all the features of all your moves when you try to fight underwater. And we get no mention, conveniently, of what's coming on page 53, namely the arguably hyper-intelligent giant squid that patrols Mriganka with the frogmen. So apparently what page 47 means when it says, quote, fairly safe is you are likelier than not to be attacked by multiple frogmen with harpoon guns and or a giant squid and to be forced to struggle with them for your life by attempting to fist fight them underwater. Still, I'm willing to give this book the benefit of the doubt that maybe this is one of the easier ways to get onto the island under the assumption that while nobody wants to fight somebody with a harpoon gun underwater, while nobody wants to be manhandled by a giant squid, I mean, I go on the internet. I have obviously seen exactly that scenario uh, played out in many people's fantasies, but those are fantasies. Nobody really wants to be manhandled by a giant squid, but the swimming role is not that hard, and I guess we could operate under the assumption that if you don't start sinking and thrashing or whatever, you won't be spotted because there's just a lot of water to cover around the whole island. So, Unless you end up in distress in the water, you will slip in unnoticed. And that would make sense. I feel like you'd have to have a lot of scuba divers on guard duty to effectively guard both the surface and the depths of the ocean around an entire island, uh, more than you would expect to be out there. However, 
Bearing in mind that the only time you'll fight these frogmen is if you're trying to swim or scuba dive onto the island. It's the only time you'd use these minis. If there are four frogmen minis here, then that implies that the designers expect that you might have a combat with four frogmen. If there are enough scuba divers surrounding Riganka for four of them to converge on a point in response to a security breach pretty much immediately, like there's no tactical fight with the scuba divers if they send the sub out after you or they send out a ship dropping depth charges or something like that. If, if there's a coordinated effort to stop you while you're trying to swim to Mriganka, I mean, they could send out a chopper. Frogmen will not be involved in this scenario once it is kind of kicked upstairs and they've coordinated a naval response to swimming street fighters. The frogmen are first responders to swimmers or divers breaching the island's perimeter. If there are enough scuba divers for four of those first responders to converge on a point before a helicopter or the sub can be dispatched, that is blanket coverage of the shores of Mriganka. I mean, they, for all they know, somebody else could be swimming to the island too, right? I mean, the biggest part of the frogman's job is watching out for just that situation. If you've got intruders swimming to the island, you can't be pulling the other frogmen, whose job is to watch out for intruders, off of their posts to come fight this one swimmer. Other people could just swim right onto the island. You have to hold some of them in reserve. So if four frogmen can fight you, while other frogmen maintain their posts and continue watching the entire perimeter of the island, there are so many frogmen, so many frogmen, that trying to just straight up swim to Mriganka is an absolute fool's errand. If there were only one or two scuba divers, then you could say, okay, they probably use the buddy system. They go out in pairs. They cover as much ground as they can. They make regular patrols. They do their best, but there are still probably big gaps. But if it's the case that anytime you start like thrashing or sputtering water anywhere off the shore of Mriganka, there are four scuba divers nearby close enough to start firing harpoons at you, that is an unassailable number of frogmen. You should probably just skip the water entirely and uh, go to the island through the secret tunnel that leads from the volcano. That way, the main guards that you'll face are the warehouse warriors who don't have minis, so you may get a pass. And by the way, yes, it does make me angry that we have four frogmen and no forklifts. But in the end, I have nowhere to aim that anger but myself because I don't know for sure that there are four frogmen. I don't know for sure that any of this is true because I have failed, because I have not seen the rightmost inches of this page. And so for me, at least, this final secret in the pages of Secrets of Shadowloo will remain a secret. Join me tomorrow for the back cover and final thoughts on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com slash view slash Revolution Void, or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power. <laughs>